Ladies and gentlemen, I am starting this show off hot. There's no intro today. There's no musical jingle. And the reason that I'm starting this show off hot is because I've got a guy who is joining me on today's show. He needs no introduction, but if he was to get an introduction, I would introduce him like this. He is, in my opinion, one of the most consistent individuals, consistent DJs in Christian hip-hop radio journalism. To this guy, he says that it is more than music. It is ministry. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the one and only great DJ Wado. DJ Wado, how you doing today, sir? Man, P, I'm, I'm doing great, <laughs> and I'm doing even better after that introduction, my brother. That, that was Thank all off the that, top. Man. That was all off the top. There's no, I got no notes in front of me. There's no script to this. This is this is DJ to DJ, mano e mano. This is happening right now. How you been, hey, man? Pete, I'm I'm great, man. This is what they don't understand, man. This is our version of freestyling right here, man. So I, I got much respect <laughs> for that, bro. People don't understand that, bro. I I, I get it. You know this, what I mean? This is what the greats do when when greatness comes <laughs> along with another great guy. You know, I, I I've got to come up to the DJ Wado level. I can't come half stepping. I can't. I can't do that, you know, so I got to make sure I stay up to the DJ Wado standard because that's what it is. I was hoping that I would actually get you on the line. I don't know. I thought you was out there interviewing some big name guy or something like that because you're a busy guy. You're out there making it happen. You just got back from Atlanta. And um, and that's what we want to talk about, because while you were in Atlanta, you got to to interview um, our good friend, the one and only Mr. Lecrae. And I want to talk about that interview, man. But um. Tell us, tell us real quickly why you were in Atlanta, first of all. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so there was a conference called Just Gospel that was put on by the Front Porch. Um, so, you know, you guys that are familiar with the thefrontporch.org, amazing website, um, really talks about reformed theology um, from an African-American perspective. And I shouldn't even just say theology, but it really discusses a lot of African-American church issues and their whole branding is the front porch because oftentimes, particularly in the South, that's where a lot of, you know, family conversations, community conversations take place is on the front porch. And even up here in the Northeast, you know, we sit on the stoop, you know, so it's the same kind of vibe. And so um, that conference was just that. Uh, there were a lot of different thought leaders um, there from, you know, many different churches, a lot of guys I hadn't heard of. And the funny part, Pete, is I had no idea Lecrae was going to be there. Um, you know, you know better than anybody. Me and Lecrae have had our differences over the years. Right, right. And over the past few months, um, I think we've started to reconcile. Um, guys like B.J. Thompson have been very instrumental in terms of just kind of, you know, pulling us back together. I think um, the passing of, uh, you know, the guy we all looked up to, D.J. Official, Absolutely. Made all of us reevaluate all of our relationships and Real talk. how we treat one another. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, man, it, it was, I mean, listen, uh, Dayton's video, I think if that video hadn't come out, I don't know if we would have ended up doing the interview. You know, I think, I think just all those things put together, um, you know, me being in Atlanta, the, the types of people that were there, there were a lot of day one, 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 six fans there. Like a lot of people that you probably knew, Pete, yeah. was at that conference. So the stars um, aligned perfectly for this to happen. Yeah, it, it was it was the Lord, bro. There you it go. was the Lord. And, I, and I, I felt like, if I could be honest with you, doing that interview, it wasn't even about me. I was trying to ask questions that I think all of us wanted to hear in this community that love Christian rap, you know? so Absolutely. Um, and, I, and I think that actually leads to my next question because I'm on your sure. website right now. Um, WadoRadio.com for all you guys who are out there listening. And I think you had one of the taglines, like this is one of the interviews that we've been waiting for for the last five years. Yeah. Um, unpack that for my listeners really quickly. Well, I think when Lecrae made church clothes, that was when he, that was the first project where I think it was apparent that his philosophy had shifted. I think looking back on it, it had already been shifted, even when he put out rehab right. from his earlier stuff, right? But I think church clothes was like 
I've shifted. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think what happened was there wasn't really a lot of dialogue with a lot of those folks who were day one supporters or day three or day four supporters, like early supporters of what he was doing. And so I think there was, I think there was, I don't want to say confusion, but cause that's probably a poor choice of word, words, but I think there was, um, I don't know. I don't know a better word to describe it. No, I think, I, I, I think, think that's a perfect word, bro. Cause I, I think, um, I'm, I'm right there with you on that. And for me, I was kind of in a different place because that was during the time that I was running with them um, oh, the you most. Were, yeah. Yep. But even I had my questions. But I think, sure. you know, for me, after I heard it and we dialogued a little bit, I kind of got it. Um, so I was kind of like, you know, for lack of a better term, in a privileged position sure. to to ask certain kind of questions. And we did an interview about church clothes and. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm not the great DJ Wado, so I don't think it got as many miles as I thought it would get. But, you know, I, I, I definitely see what you're saying. And I think for me, one of my um, only criticisms um, towards everything that was happening was just that there was no dialogue that yeah. took place to kind of, hey, this is where we're going. If you want to get off the bus, you can. If you want to stay on the bus, cool. But just know we're about to make this turn right here, you know. And so that was my only criticism. Um, but I, I did want to, because I, I don't want to dive too much into the interview because I want my listeners to go and check out the full interview themselves. But there is this one in particular part that, that really struck a chord with me, bro. Um, and Lecrae said it where he was talking about, and I want to get, get your perspective on this um, with the interview. He made this statement and said that there were some rules that were made um, yeah. Yeah. in Christian hip-hop, bro. What, what are yeah. your thoughts when it comes to that? Well, so, um, I, man, we could do a whole interview just on those rules, <laughs> bro. Like, so um, one of the things, so, so let me sum it up, right? So Dylan Chase sent me a tweet right after we put the interview up. Like, I mean, like 20 minutes in, like, bro, you know, like, he sent a tweet. I don't even think he had finished the interview yet. He said, man, listening to this interview with Lecrae and DJ Wado reminded me of the time that Lecrae convinced me to redo my whole album because I had secular beats on the album. Mm. And then he went on to say, you know, he, he, he basically told me, I don't think this is giving God your best. And, oh, here, by the way, you can just, I'll give you some beats so you actually got beats, right? So he tried to make it right with him, Right. But it was like, I think what happened was, man, th this is my opinion. I wasn't around for all of this. You know, you've actually been listening to Christian rap a little longer than me. So you, you could probably fill in some of these gaps for me. But I think when cross movement was really booming, one of the things that they were fighting for was to get accepted by the church. Right. And it wasn't that just was cross the fight. movement. Yeah. It was gospel gangsters. It was grit. It was, you know, it was, it was all those groups that was popping back then. Yeah. Um, 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 Tunnel Rat can't leave them out. Um, so I, I think part of what, what Cross Movement, some of those other groups are trying to do, was like, yo, we need to set a standard. Like, we can't, we can't allow the church to think we're just a knockoff of the world, so we need to do things in excellence with our own originality and all of that stuff. And so those rules were created. Like, people were looked down upon if you did certain things because we were fighting for the church's acceptance along with the world's acceptance both simultaneously and so i think when by the time reaching lecrae came around they were the second generation of that now so right, it's like right. you had truth you had flame you had lecrae you had lamp mode like that whole thing was really popping and they would i mean Cray said it we was just trying to carry on what cross movement was doing and he was like it wasn't really my thing per se, but he did it. And he did it well, obviously, because we all loved it. You know what I mean? So I think that's what it was. It was the no secular beats. It was, you know, don't. I mean, I remember when I first met Show Baraka, I was like, yo, bro, you really need to do a record with Theory Hazard. Like, you really need to make that happen. Like, y'all styles are so similar, you know? And I was like, y'all got some of the same musical influences. And he had never heard of theory, right? So 
he go on his MySpace page. He was like, yo, this dude is amazing. And that's when Theory had extra credit. But then it was like he started talking to the label about that. And they was like, man, you can't do that record with him, man. He he uses secular producers on his music. Yeah. And he's produced for secular artists. Now, I mean, I don't think anybody would say anything. But back then, it was like you were just, you were just, you were trying to be safe, man, so that, you know, the the church would embrace you, um, you know, so that people that weren't as familiar with hip-hop would embrace you. Because you got to keep in mind, 10 years ago, the baby boomer generation was really in charge of the church, of the youth groups, Absolutely. of the platforms. And so nothing wrong with baby boomers. My parents are baby boomers, but they didn't grow up on hip-hop. Right. They totally missed hip-hop. Like, totally missed it. Unless you was in the Bronx with Grandmaster Flash, right. those are the only people. Those are the only baby boomers <laughs> that mess with hip hop. Is if you sixty and you was with Red Alert and Grandmaster Flash in the Bronx. If you wasn't, you was listening to Anita Baker, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Marvin Gaye, all of that. Stevie or, Wonder. or you were in the church listening to the, you, exactly. the Clark Jenny sisters and, the, and who Andre Crouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So they missed it. So you're fighting for acceptance from those people who don't understand the culture. So you're trying to strip away anything that you think may keep you from being accepted by those individuals, black, both black and white. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, I think that's why, you know, the Cray was referencing those rules that were created, but really they, you know, yeah, they, man, I mean, I, they, they served a purpose during that time, you know? But here's the thing, bro, and this is where, because I don't, I don't know if you've been keeping up with me lately, bro, but I, I've been, and, and this is, I, when I sent you that text message about the interview, I feel like, because I've talked to Lecrae, you know, over the last couple of months, yep. and I feel like the only reason that I didn't pursue an interview with him is because he's in a space, and and I'm in a space, and I feel like with all the heat that this brother gets. And even in the interview, I'm watching him say certain things and kind of quickly go brush it up a little bit. Like, sure. he, you know, he said, you know, you, you'll be over here in this box. Well, not necessarily a box. I feel like I probably would have got more heat on that brother than you did, even though I still feel like he got some heat um, from the interview. I mean, honestly, bro, I don't feel like the brother could do anything without getting critics swarming at him but i feel like going back to some of those rules bro i feel like those rules were in place because i i came up you know doing that cross movement era um yep. and even before the cm um era um yep. just kind of understanding why those rules were there and i at the time i thought those rules were were on point and and were good and i think they were there for good intentions bro, hey hey listen we all did that's yeah. the thing that's like like that's the that like I think that's the point that can't get missed in this. We all thought they were great. Right. We all adhered to them and most of us enforced them, except for Me me know, included. That's what me I'm included. Saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. But I think that I I think that we've in that enforcement <laughs> we didn't leave a lot of room for change. Right. And right. not that the change is bad. And here's the reality, Wade. Like, you know, a lot of people are coming at Lecrae saying, man, why are you doing this stuff with non-Christian artists and non-Christian producers? Again, I was in a place of privilege, so I got to hear some of the conversations that were happening with some of these guys. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that when I look into scriptures now, in the place that I'm in now, and I open up God's word and I see certain things, and I'm like, dag, we should have been doing this a long time ago. Yeah. But maybe we just didn't have uh, we didn't have I don't know, the man. I like man listen bro I, let me put it to you like this I, I don't I think if we had been doing it back then a lot of the doors that have been opened for us in the Christian marketplaces Now if you don't care about the Christian marketplaces I get it I can see how you would say we shouldn't have done it but I think like I mean listen bro Reach Records sold a lot of records out of Family Christian. This is true. Being on Winter Jam. This and is true. Rock and Worship Road Show and 
You know what I mean? Even the Unashamed Tour, all the youth pastors that used to bring the, I mean, I used to promote tour stops. You did too. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, I, I mean, I, I just, I, I mean, listen, man, it's, it served a purpose. I'm not saying dudes can't change and evolve. I've evolved. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we all do. Like, you, you adapt with, with the times. You know, different times call for different things. You know, that's, you, you even see that in the, in the in the Bible. Sometimes it is a car. They knew the times. They knew what to do. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, I I think I think it's hard to say that then, man, because I, like I mean, I don't know if Reach could have built that legion of one one six unashamed fans without certain infrastructure being in place. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. Just Remembering how that was unfolding. And, I mean, listen, is John Piper, I mean, is John Piper getting behind Don't Waste Your Life Tour? Is Mark Driscoll getting behind Rebel? Is, is John MacArthur putting his stamp on whatever that was? If, you know what I mean, if Lecrae would have been doing records with Lil Wayne back then? Like, I don't think so, bro. Well, I don't think that... Well, here's the thing. I think everything has its time and place. But right. fast forward to where we are now, you know, seeing what I'm seeing, bro. And I think my, because I'm, I'm, I got to be honest with you, Wade, because again, it's been a minute since you and I have chatted, bro. But I am like at the height of a frustration. Um, and I, and the more and more I talk about it, you know, I love the movement of Christian hip hop, and I've made this clear. Um, I think that we are missing it. Um, one, when we call Christian hip hop a genre of music, because I don't believe that it is a genre of music. And this is solely based on the overall arching of the music business and industry itself. But I also feel like I'm frustrated with artists. I'm frustrated with, you know, I can't believe we're still dealing with some things. Um, you know, some people are still trying to deal with the being accepted by churches. Some guys yep. are saying, I only want to be in churches. And uh, then there's the whole argument of, am I a Christian rapper or just a rapper who's a Christian? I think it's all a bunch of foolishness and distractions, to be honest, bro. But here's here's my thing. And this is what I'm, I'm my, my biggest frustration lies is the whole business side of things. Um, I hate it when I see the comments of artists like Lecrae forming alliances with, with record labels and working with producers and working with other artists that may not be Christian. And people jump down their throats and say, oh, you're getting up with them so that you can make more money. Or you're getting up with them for this reason or that reason. And why are you pursuing the things of the world and this, that, and the third? So I feel like, I, I feel like bro, like the argument in Christian hip hop is, has changed as a whole but it's like golly what is the resolution to this bro like what what is the resolve to all of this because i see what lecrae is saying and and i even heard that there was a a, a huge discussion that took place in atlanta this weekend between him oh, and yeah. some others and some of the masses masses <laughs> masses I, yeah. I didn't i didn't really i, I didn't really participate in that um, it actually happened after I did the interview with them. Right. So to be honest, I was kind of burned out from that conversation. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 I mean, but listen, bro, here's the thing. Those types of conversations have been going on for a, a really long time. And the, what I, what I came to understand this weekend was part of it was that was the culture though. Like, that's the Reformed Theology culture. Which, yeah. Which that, has I mean, some I, other stems in it. And that's it, what, that's, that's you, I mean, let's see, 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 I mean, look, we was at a whole conference. <laughs> Think about this for a minute. We was at a whole conference where every panel discussion was, here's a topic, here's three people that don't really necessarily have the same point of view. Let's discuss it. So part of that is just like, I mean, that's just the culture of that particular strand of Christianity. 
So I think that's always going to happen. I think there's always going to want to be dialogue. You know what I mean? And that, my friend, is a whole other conversation in and of itself. Because that's a, <laughs> and and here's why, bro. And again, and again, because I know some of these guys. You name them like the Cross Movements, who were, and yep. and even some of the the big name theologians that you named. Right. Here's the reality, bro. And and I've never said this on my show ever. Okay, none of those guys look like us. Okay. Well. And and that is a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was you for know, another day. You know, Pete, well, let me share this with you though. This was when I first got into Christian rap. I never heard of none of those guys. Right. Like same here. I, I I came out of the Black Baptist Church, bro, and I'm a I'm a deacon at a Black Baptist Church now. Um. So I I did I John Piper didn't know him. Mark Driscoll, didn't know him. John MacArthur, didn't know him. Like, all these guys. And, I mean, these are the, these are elite theologians. But they just weren't in my world. Now, if right. you say Gardner Taylor or, you know what I'm saying, somebody like that, I knew him. Samuel DeWitt Proctor, I knew him. You know, that's kind of the space I came out of. So, um, I, I think, though, like, I, I think it's, let me put it to you like this. One of the things that kept me from fully even really getting with Reformed theology in the beginning wasn't even the theology itself. It was just, there's all these white guys, and I never see any black dudes. Yeah. Except for the rappers talking about this. Like, that was just like, I, I could not get that. Like, I remember having conversations with Jason, with Shy, with all of these dudes about that. Like, bro, like, you know, and, and so I didn't know Tabidi then, and Eric Mason had planted Epiphany then, and he was, like, definitely wasn't, like, the, the looked at in the community as the leader that he is now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he was just coming up. He was just starting. So it was like, and then, now, so here's the crazy part. This conference, I mean, bro. There was, it was all, it was, it was all black thought leaders from that space. Hmm. And I was just like, where were these guys at 10 years ago? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. For instance, one of the guys that was there, he was the campus ministry leader at Tuskegee. And he's the guy that it took show to impact. And that's where show got saved. Right. So, that started to help me understand. I'm like, okay, this is how these guys got in it. And a lot of these guys have been around for a while. It was just they hadn't been platformed. They hadn't right, been right, right, right. elevated. They hadn't been – nobody had asked them to preach that together for the gospel. No, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. That is, it just – so, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it's, I think, bro – It's a lot, bro. It's, it's deep, bro. It's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of deep-rooted stuff, and I think – what you're saying is spot on, bro. And I'm I'm seeing stuff from a whole different lens because, you know, the church that I, I go to right now, I'm I'm an associate pastor there. Sure. And we're we are a predominantly African American church. Yep. Um, but we are under the SBC. Um, Got it. And so yep. there's and I feel like I'm 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 wrestling and talking through some of my struggles and I'm I'm finding out, bro that the reality of it is that my struggles don't, the root of them don't lie with Christian hip-hop. Right. There's there's a lot of more deeper issues. But on my show, I talk about Christian hip-hop a lot because this is a hip-hop show. So nobody's tuning in to me to listen to about theology. <laughs> well, I think this is, this is the other thing, though. So, you know, in black church culture, we're, we're in, and even black culture in general, a part of it is, you're used to hearing people that whatever it is that you on, like you're pretty you're, you're pretty vocal, you're pretty bold about that, right? Like that's that's part of our nature as as African Americans. Like the 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 dude selling dope in the hood, I mean, he may not come up to you and say, "Hey, man, I'm selling dope," but you know, he kind of he kind of doing what he need to do in terms of being flashy and all of that kind of stuff, because 
that I think that's kind of part of what we what we do. So I, I think some of it too, bro, is like like Lecrae was very much that in the beginning. Like I mean, truthfully, I think that's what drew a lot of people to him. Yeah, you know, like he's Real a talk. great artist, but bro, like I mean, you listen to early Lecrae stuff and you be like, "Dag man, like." I need to step up my game. Like, am I really showed up for the Lord? Am I, you know what I mean? Like, am I, am I really committed like this, brother? And so I think when, when, I, I think when he, when he, when he, when he shifted and he wasn't as. It was a hard I, I think, shift. It was a hard shift. Well, because I, I mean, you could, you could still tell he was a Christian. Like, it, I mean, he had tell the world, he had messengers, like he had some records, but it wasn't. He didn't come across with the same passion. And I'm not saying he was less passionate, but I think that's where a lot of the questions was just like, man, help us understand how you got from point A to point B. That, I remember, I, I mean, you were there one of the times I asked him this. And it was like he couldn't really explain it. And, I mean, maybe at that time he didn't fully understand what was happening. I, but he just knew how he on. felt. Spot on. Because here's the thing, bro, and he'll even tell you this. Like, some of those records that he produced back in the day from, like, you know, the after the music stops and the Rebels. Yep. Some of those records, he would even tell you that he was in a different kind of space heart-wise and even had to check himself because there was, you know, some there was some arrogance there. And, yeah. and here's the reality, bro. That world, man, listen. Trust me what I'm saying. Like, that world, and this is where... Like, I love my Reformed theological brothers and sisters. I love them. But there are some people, bro, that's in that world that are, I don't want to say what I want to say on my shit. They're freaking arrogant, okay? I got you. Seriously. Yeah, I got you. And, and some of that you. stuff can, you know, can spill over. And then yeah. for me personally, I'll talk about me personally. When I really switched over into Reformed theology, let's be clear, I got most of that stuff from the predominant, um, white church right. and it even made me look at the black church in a different light of course as if okay y'all got it wrong and they got it right kind of stuff you of know course. what I'm saying and yep. so I, I get it and uh, and so I think for a lot of his listeners as he made that switch some of them probably most of them and you know a lot of the people who supported and showed up to those concerts um, may not have been able to understand which is why I feel when he started getting on the, the tip of you know, um, uh, social justice, um, that tip a lot of people didn't get it. See, I was actually glad that he he, he I, got on that. That that I me, knew that that would make DJ Wado, bruh, <laughs> happy. That for me. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, man. So, so. All right, I'm going to share this. I hope Lecrae doesn't mind me sharing this. But we had gotten to a, a heated debate about a line he had on church clothes. One yep. A text message debate that I think lasted like two or three days. Um, we weren't, I don't want people to think we were texting the whole two or three days straight, but it was off and on. Right. And you were there. You, were, I think you was on yeah. tour with him. Yeah. You were on tour with him. So it was the line about, Al and Jesse don't speak for me, right? Mm -hmm. And this is before the police brutality thing became really in our faces about how bad this epidemic was, right? Um, my pastor has a relationship with Al Sharpton, so I was aware of the kind of work that he had been doing for the past 30 years. And I was just like, bro, like, I understand you're you know al is who he is like there's some baggage with al like i think even al understands his baggage with him but he's been speaking for a lot of us at times when we didn't even know we needed to be spoken for he's been fighting this police brutality thing for 30 40 years yeah literally you know what i mean and so he actually said something to me right after we got done with the interview he said bro he said i didn't realize why you was riding so hard for al until all this stuff happened, it started happening with Trayvon, Mike Brown, and the list goes on. Yeah. You know, Eric Gardner, yeah. like that whole thing. He's like, I got it. And I said, bro, I said, now I think part of what's happening 
even with Reverend Sharpton, is they're trying to figure out, like, him and Black Lives Matter need to be working together. They're fighting the same battle, but they're fighting it separate. You know what I mean? And, and so, I mean, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is this, bro. Like, there may even be some stuff that me and Lecrae may never agree on, but one thing that I realize is this. We are much stronger together, particularly when we're trying to fight the same fight. We're much stronger together than we are separate. So even if we're trying to fight the fight separately, it doesn't make sense for us to be divided. And, and you know, one of, my, one, of my, one of the things that I hope and pray, even within this Christian rap community, is that, w- like, we just need to come together, man. Like, DJ, DJ Official and hearing all, like, I knew one side of DJ Official, primarily as a DJ, bro. Yeah. Like, hearing all these other stories and how he used to bring people together, I was like, man, I didn't even know this guy. Like, and I said in a good way, but he brought people together and now he's gone. And I'm just like, fam, we, we, like, we need to come together, man. Like, this community is too small. It's yeah. too small for us to have these schisms over whatever, whatever. Like, man, if we disagree, man, we just disagree. Like, it's cool. Like, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. And and I think, too, man, and, and um, my listeners are hearing me say this right now for the first time because I haven't been on um, in about a week yet. But, you know, I think my frustrations with Christian hip hop as a whole from that side of the argument to the business side, I feel like they grew and, and I still have them, but I got to tell you, bro, I think sometimes we got to go back to that place. And for me, I had to go back to that place, man. Why did I get into this in the first place? And, and I turned on the radio to my local hip hop station and I'm listening to them like, holy crap. This is crap. <laughs> yeah. This is why I'm doing. Okay. Yep. Okay. All yep. right. Let's work through. Yep. Let me now. Let me work through some of these frustrations. And I'm glad that you and I are having this conversation. So this is all timely. Let me try to yep. work through some of these frustrations. I still got them, and they they you know they should be there. But how can I now vent my frustration, but yep. bring some solution along with that frustration? Well, so, yeah, so here's the thing. It's like, you know, you, you started because what you heard on your local radio station was whack. I started because when I first started getting into Christian rap, hearing Lecrae after the music stops and, and, and real talk and moment of truth and flame and, you know what I mean, CM, Holy Culture, like all those records that came out, R. Swift, uh, 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 revolutionary theme music. Like none of my friends had never heard of any of these guys except for my man Osaze, who, who put me on to it, right? So, you know, I used to DJ in college at that point, and when I got saved, I kind of put it down, and I was like, man, like, this is an opportunity to introduce people to music that's blessing me. Yeah. I didn't think, I, man, bro, I'm going to keep it 100. I didn't know none of y'all existed, bro. <laughs> P, I didn't know you was out there. I found out about Holy Culture around the time that I was starting. And initially, initially, I had reached out to them about doing a show on there. And Vic never got back to me, so I just started my own show. So you're you're talking about, because a lot of my listeners don't know what we're talking about. Holy Culture Radio from back in the day. Holy Culture Radio. Way back in the day. Was like the, you know, this 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 is 10, 11, 12 years ago. Yeah, they were podcasting That's, before podcasting was cool. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I was trying to be on their podcast, and then I just started my own. You know what I mean? Like, 2006. Like, they never got back to me. You know? And then, you know, I eventually did something with them that was kind of separate. But that's what I'm saying. I didn't, I didn't realize this whole thing. I had never heard of Rapzilla at that point, and they were around. Um, and Chad, one of the, he's one of the co-owners of Rapzilla now. He had another website back then called Hip Hop for the Soul, right? You had that. Spirit Hip Hop was around. But I, I wasn't aware of none of that. Yeah. It, actually, if I was, 
truthfully, knowing my personality, <laughs> I probably would have never started, bro. I'm honest. So it's good I'm you didn't. Honest. It's good you didn't find those guys. Hey, man. Hey, the Lord knew what He was doing. And I think he too. Knew what He was doing. And I think too. This is why I think what you're doing is important. Uh, what guys like myself is doing is important because let's 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 be honest. Even when I go to some of those websites now, I don't want to send people that I know in the hip hop world to some of those sites, you know, just because I just feel like a lot of it is the same stuff. We don't have a lot of stories like to me. The biggest story of the week so far is Wado's interview with Lecrae. That's the big news right now. Yeah. You know, and so I I just feel like there's so much more, bro. And I think me working with Rich. So, Pete, so let me let me share this with you. Right. So. I agree with you on that, but I think everybody's been territorial. Like, if I could be 100 with you, right, because I'm really at a point now where I really don't care. Uh, As you shouldn't. <laughs> I was surprised that Rachel posted it. Because, uh, yeah. Because, my, my, like, all my dealings with them, they would never post my interviews with nobody. But as soon as that same person was on a secular platform, they would post it. And so I just... I just kind of resign myself like, okay, it is what it is. Like, they don't have to post it. I don't want to feel entitled, but it did feel like a double standard. So when they posted it, I actually had mixed thoughts because I'm like, man, y'all posted content of mine before that y'all tried to pass off as your own without crediting me for it. So I'm like, now that I've kind of, in the journalism world, maybe scooped y'all on something, you want to post it. And it was just, you know what I mean? I got I, I got to be honest with you, bro. I don't I don't usually censor stuff on my show, but I I never put them over on my show. I got you. So I got you because it's I just the same just deal. Said, I just said I just said, hey man, praise God, more people get to hear it. You know what I mean? Because I I felt like again when I was asking those questions, this was for a lot of the Christian rap fans that I knew had questions and seeing. I don't want to say all of the feedback was like that. There were some people that are still like whatever, and that's cool. But there was a lot of people that yeah. was like, I get it now. I support it. That's dope. Whatever, whatever. And I'm like, yo, we went in when that happened. Like, that's a, that's a good thing for the body of Christ. And that's, that's why I feel like you were the guy, bro. And I, and I say that again because, one, you got two extremes, okay? I would have been too extreme, and it wouldn't have helped anything. I, I, I'll just keep it 100 and be honest. Then you got the other extreme because I heard an interview that he did recently with another CHH DJ. I'm, I'm not going to call out his name. You know who I'm talking about um, from from the one website. That's what I call it, by the way, the one website. Anyways, and, it, and it's more of the fluffy side of things. It's like there's no there's okay. no substance here, bro. Like you're just you. you're just excited. He's in your studio right now. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. But I felt like your interview was well balanced, bro, um, and well thought through. Thank you, man. Um, I don't know if you had those questions pre-written, but I felt Um, like it was a great conversation. I felt like it was a great conversation. I didn't have it pre-written because I didn't know he was going to be there. And I went out in the hallway. It was weird, bro. I was out in the hallway doing something. And, I mean, you can't miss Lecrae. He's like 6'10". (laughs) <laughs> you know, and so I'm walking. I'm like, Lecrae's here. Interesting. So I just went and said, what up? We dacked each other, and it was good vibes, and I just kind of left it at that. And then I thought about it. I said, you know what? Jody's here. Everything is set up to do interviews. And I just did an interview with KB the day before. Um, and I was like, you know what? I need to see if he would do an interview. And I said, the only thing he could say is, yes, no. no. And if he says no, it it is what it is. So I asked him, and I, again, as I said before, when we first got on, I think in light of recent events, I think when Dayton did the video, I think he, I think, so part of the vibe that I've, I've gotten from him these past few years is that I think he's, in his mind, he thought it was really only a, a small few people who really had some of these concerns. And to a certain extent, I think that was true. 
But I think when Dayton made that video, I think he realized, man, this is just much more than people that used to like cross movement back in the day. You got a lot of new guys. Ask some of these questions. Yeah. Yeah. These are some of the new, new new guys. You know what I mean? Like Dayton isn't a cross movement. I mean, he was doing battle rap back then. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's not out of that. So I, I think um I think not just Dayton, but I think it was when you look at those comment threads, right? Like it it was a lot of people that was just like, Hey man, like this was a well done video, one. Two, I kind of feel the same way. What's going on? So I think it was the timing, man. I think the fact that we was kind of around some a lot of day one, one one six and Christian rap fans, I think that helped as well. It was a, I mean, it was like a family reunion almost, bro. Yeah. You yeah, know? man. And I, and again, I think you are the perfect guy to do the interview. And I'm glad that you did it. And of course, you know, I'm sure that in Lecrae's mind, you know, he probably was thinking, well, I've already done Sway. I've already done the Breakfast Club. So I got to get on with the great DJ Wado to make it complete. All right, the 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 whole media blitz. The whole media blitz isn't complete unless I get on Wado's show. So there it is. There you got. There you have it. Where do you? I mean, you can only. Don't know if he really felt that way, but P, that sounds good. I'm gonna run with it, bro. There it is. Well, Wado, man, let everybody because I think I think we've done a great job of giving a great tease to to the interview. And I want people to go check it out. And I, I'm not even going to play a clip of it here on the show because I want people to go check it out, um, specifically my listeners, um, a lot of them who may not even know who Wado is. Um, but sure, kind of sure. go hear this interview, guys. Where, where can they hear this interview, bro? Yeah, well, first, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. Like, this says a lot about you as a person that you would help me promote this interview. You know what I mean? Um you can, it's, it's at WadeOradio.com. That's my website. But we've also got some clips on my Facebook page, and it's also on the YouTube, on our YouTube channel as well. All of those are Wado Radio. So um, it's a video interview. It's, uh, I think it's about 25 minutes or so. Um, we also have, you know, a lot of you, obviously you guys listen to podcasts. So if you're like, man, I don't know if I can sit down and watch it, I put the audio of it is in my podcast feed as well. So if you subscribe to the Wado Radio podcast or you got the app or whatever, it's in there as an audio feed. So, you know, if you're working out, you're driving, you know, after you get done binging on DJ P-Dog podcast, <laughs> you know. Well, they'll definitely like your you show, bro, because, one, um, I do a lot less music nowadays. Um, for some reason, people like to hear me run off at the mouth. And so, I hey, bro, that's because you—that's because you're an OG now. You got—you got, actually got stuff to say, bro. We ain't had nothing to say back in the day, dog. You know something now, bro. Hey, you know. You know well, wait till the book comes out. You know. Hey. If if they're not ready for me on the podcast, they definitely ain't gonna be ready for the book. But um, but wait, on man. Thanks for hanging out with me here, bro. It was good catching up with you, man. And hopefully, uh, won't be too much more time in between us before we catch up again, bro. Man, absolutely, brother. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. That is my very good friend, the one and only DJ Wado. Go and again, guys, go check out that interview that he did uh, with Lequay. I thought it was a great piece of work, man. Great piece of work. Again, you guys have been following me here on the show. You guys know where my head is at right now when it comes to Christian hip hop. And the last thing that I want to do is bring more heat on a guy than than he deserves right away. I don't mind taking the heat. Because I, quite frankly, don't care. Um, but I, I respect what Wado has done with that body of work, interviewing Lecrae. Great job. Big ups to both of you guys. But here's here's a, a few things that I want to point out. One, we didn't really dive into this. We, Me and Wado talked off the mic a little bit. But I mentioned in, the, in our discussion that there was this um, other discussion that happened apart from his interview where a lot of individuals were around um, this circle and they were talking and um, a lot of people, well, not all, but some of the people disagreed with Lecrae to the point where it almost looked like they were in his face throwing stones at him. Almost, maybe not 
maybe in love. I don't know. But nonetheless, the word got back to me that another conversation happened after the Wado interview, after this big conversation. But another conversation happened specifically, okay, specifically with a legend in the Christian hip-hop game, the ambassador from the Cross Movement, great guy, very well respected. I respect this guy. I had him on my show many, many years ago. We know each other. We know where we stand when it comes to these issues. Um, but a, a, a guy asked him if he would talk to me about these issues, and he politely rejected the idea of having a conversation with me concerning the issues that we have and the the things that that are going on in the Christian hip-hop world as we differ on these things. So here's what I want to do. I want to, <clears throat> and, I, and I have not reached out to him at all, and so consider this my way of, of reaching out. I want to personally invite the ambassador onto the show, onto this show, to talk about some of these things. And now, granted, we're going to disagree on some things, but hopefully, you know, I I'm, I think that after watching Lecrae's interview, hopefully a lot of people, maybe not, I don't know, depends on who you are and how you look at the interview with Wado, but hopefully you guys understand him a little bit better. And the thing is, people are still going to disagree, and, 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 you know, it is what it is. You can't get, you can't please everybody you can't please all the people all the time, all of the time, okay? I would love to get Ambassador here on my show so we could dialogue because I've got some frustrations. He's got some frustrations, and and I think that this could be a great place for us to dialogue about some of those frustrations in a good way and maybe even see some some points of views from each other and, you know, maybe even change some thoughts or have uh, some thought challenges and some thought-provoking moments, maybe, if you would. So I would love to have the ambassador here on the show. So if you guys know the ambassador, listen, tweet him, Facebook him. I'm going to reach out to him. I want to see if we can make this happen. I'm gonna, At first, I was like, nah, I, would, I, I don't know if I could get him on the show. Um, but, I, you know, after thinking about it, I say, you know what? I think it'll be a good, healthy dialogue. You know, I respect this guy. I respect what he's done, you know, and um, I would love to get him back on the show. It's been a minute. We're in different spaces now. Kind of, yeah, we're in different spaces now. I would love to get up with this guy. Nonetheless, again, check out Wado, WadoRadio.com. You can check him out on iTunes. And while you're on iTunes, if you're listening to this show, first of all, if you're listening via iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play, thank you for listening. Um, always, as always, as I always say, please leave a comment, leave a review, and um, let me know what you think of the show. Let me know how I can improve it. At this point in the game, you know, I, I want to, like I told Wado, I don't play a lot of music anymore. That's just not my thing anymore, folks. I'm, I got this top 50 countdown. We got one more episode left of that. And then after that, we got my man Rashad King that's coming on the show. I got other interviews that's, that, I'm, that I'm working on that I'm going to have in the can. I've got my man Show Baraka coming to Durham, North Carolina very shortly. And we're going to get him on the show. So we got a lot of great things that are coming up. A lot of great things that we're putting in the queue and in the can. And so I'm excited about what's coming up. But I want to try to do things a little bit more on the entertaining side. I want to bring up a lot of these issues and I want to have conversations. But I like to, I want to entertain you guys. I want to bring out interesting topics, interesting things that we could talk about. So that's what's going to be happening. You guys already know what it is for those of you guys who have already been rocking with me. But for those of you who have not and this is your first time listening to the show and hanging out with me um that's what it is man go check out some of my previous episodes and you'll see what it's all about all right hey listen i'm gonna wrap things up here on dj p dog in the mix you guys have heard a lot of talking and a lot of blabbing i always try to have a story i don't have one for you guys in this episode but i got a lot of great things that i'm talking about coming up in that last episode of the top 50 countdown i'll probably dive into some of these things a little bit more and whatnot. But as I end the show, man, I wanted to do this. One of the things that I do respect about what I do when it comes to journalism and broadcasting is whenever a broadcaster that you know of 
bills, a pain, or a hurt, you feel it with them. Because with me, although we all may not know each other, in some way, form, or fashion, we're all connected and we inspire each other. And one guy who has inspired me and in what I do, I've been watching this guy for a long time. Some of you guys may think I'm weird and crazy, and it's okay. But I'm a huge wrestling fan. And one of the legends in the wrestling business as a broadcaster, his name is JR, Jim Ross. We call him good old JR. Um, I heard this week of the tragic news that he lost his wife this past week. Um, well, actually, a couple of days ago um, due to injuries from a car accident. So I want to take this time to send out my condolences, my prayers, and my thoughts are with good old JR, Jim Ross. Huge guy in the wrestling business, legendary broadcaster, Hall of Famer. We want to say to JR, he may not be listening to the show, but hey, someone who's listening may listen. I just want to do it anyways, man. Our thoughts and prayers are going out to you, my brother. I know you had, JR had a lot of good things planned, especially with WrestleMania being around the corner. And I'm sure all those plans are now being put on hold and on halt. Um, but our thoughts and prayers are with you, JR. It's going to be a tough road ahead, bro. Um, you're going to get through it. Um, you're going to get through it. I believe you're going to get through it, my brother. We're here for you. Our prayers are with you guys and the Ross family. All right? Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it. We will see you guys next time. Or you'll hear me next time right here on DJ P-Dog in the mix. Bad days, I suppose. Too much for me to remember. Let me back up. Now I can see the whole picture. You made something out of nothing. Nothing. You made something out of nothing. Nothing. P-Dog stands for Perry Depends on God's Grace. Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DJ P-Dog. That's DJ P-D-O-G-G or www.djpdog.com. I'm going to holler at you guys later. One love. Peace.